Welcome to the Technory Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. We are here in our awesome studio at WGN Radio overlooking beautiful, beautiful, cold Chicago. We did not have a fall this year, which kind of sucks. Uh, but it did give me a lot of time to lose and make some money in the markets. I feel like I've always been involved in, in investing in one way or the other. Obviously, Technori and, and what we do with startup companies is pretty investment focused with the equity crowdfunding component and all and uh, the fund that we're working on, all kinds of cool stuff uh, that we have in store. But as an investor, as an individual investor, I just feel like there's a conversation that needs to be had. I want to. I'm just going to have it with myself right now. But I'm also going to bring in uh, Brian, the founder of Rapunzel, who has been on my live show before. We're going to talk a little bit more about investing. Um, but I, I recently, not that recently, but recent enough, downloaded the the Robinhood app, and I think I downloaded that because I downloaded the Coinbase app, started playing in crypto, like the rest of you, watched it all go away. Um, and I was like, you know, maybe there's something more sustainable, although right about now it feels like today uh, all of it's going to go away again and the investment and the market too. So I can't win on the apps. But uh, my biggest focus and, and point of this random rant is um, I think our generation, speaking of those like 35 and younger, are not like maybe your business offers you a retirement. I'm not sure. Um, you know, maybe you have a wealth manager, a bank or whatever, and I'm not certainly not taking away from those guys. They help us every day uh, at Technori. But uh, the the idea of having a percentage of my money that I control personally, that I sort of pick what I want to throw in at, uh, I think it's important. And I think that the new generation wants to know how they spend their money and how their money makes money and, and all of the, the things that go into that. And so um, I guess I just think it's an important conversation that you all listening should be having with yourselves, your spouses, your friends. Um, you know, there's this like idea that money is boring. Money pays for everything. Like I know that's not like a altruistic look at the world and, and stuff, but like without money, you got jack shit, people. So uh, I think you should pay more attention to where your money goes. So Brian, founder of Rapunzel, joining me. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Of course, you're welcome anytime. Anyone wants to come here and talk about how I can make more money and everyone listening can make more money, usually those shows go really well. Yeah. Uh, so for your standpoint, uh, we will talk about Rapunzel, but I just like, what is your take on on the investment on the on the markets right now on the on the the younger demographic investing? I feel like as a young guy, uh, you have to be pretty tuned in to like what people are interested in. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that. It's really interesting. I mean, you kind of I talk with my parents and older investors and there's a completely different mentality yes. to looking at companies. They're really looking at kind of the fundamentals whereas a lot of younger investors unfortunately are kind of going with their gut instinct, which it can be great sometimes. If you're very if you're if you have a horseshoe up your ass, it's great. I have a horseshoe, so it's been great. But if you don't, it can be bad. Exactly. And that's really what we're trying to do um, with the program that we're offering right now with high school students is trying to tap into kind of that sentiment, but also kind of giving them the basics of understanding what is a stock and thinking of companies that are going to grow long term. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing scholarship competitions with high school students. We started in October and had nearly 2000 students participate. And I mean, every student, we kind of went into the classroom and it starts with the basics of thinking about companies that you really believe in. Um, so a great example was when Nike had ran the Colin Kaepernick ad. Yep. Um, Nike stock went down the next day. And, and then it went soaring up. Exactly. If yeah. you talk to kids in the classroom, they loved Nike. I mean, the ad resonated. This is so funny. Not, I definitely don't want to go down this, this path no, with the definitely. show, but I will just say <laughs> my wife is a, a teacher in the 211 district, and I, I can't remember. We were watching a show 
or it was a somebody, some idiot on Facebook wrote like, "How stupid the kids don't care about this." Actually, it was a former. Yeah, I'm not going to name him, but I, I should blast you right now, but I'm not going to. It's a former person <laughs> who was like, "What a stupid idea that Nike did." None of these kids care about this, and my wife was like. That's literally all they're talking about. Like he just got a, a eight million fans. Exactly, like, brilliant marketing, brilliant well, idea. It was huge. I mean, we did a competition back in April, and I remember you were, we were telling kids, "Do you want to buy Facebook or Snapchat?" And it was the same thing. I mean, the kids were like, "Well, Snapchat's interface is awful." And yeah. Look at Sna- Snapchat's price. It's like so, five bucks now. Not good. So it's kind of, but we live in this world now where the younger people are becoming experts on technology companies. Well, they use it. They're the users. Exactly. So they kind of understand where the stock price is going because they're kind of the ultimate consumers. So I think that's kind of what we also try to tap into with students is really understanding that their perceptions drive the market. So tell me what Rapunzel is again, and then I want to pick this conversation back up on the on the differentiation between older and younger investors. Because I I do think you're you're really on to something there, and, and I think I can put my finger on a little bit of what I think the main difference is, and then we'll talk more about like how you were able to capitalize. Yeah, awesome. So essentially, Rapunzel lets users simulate $10,000 stock portfolios. Um, and then if you think about kind of like Instagram, except instead of photos, you have stock positions. Yep. So you're able to see your friends' portfolios as well and how they're performing over time. So it's really trying to take these ideas of uh, learning socially and kind of collaborating with learning and making students more financially fluent um, or any users for yeah. that matter. But what's really cool with the high schools is that we've been able to offer scholarship competitions each month uh, for the top performing students uh, in the city. And then also the top performing students at each school are receiving fractional shares of real stock. So we're really creating a pathway for students to kind of get participating in financial markets, and then also providing them the tools to test out strategies before they'd be kind of losing real money. Yeah. So I, I love that. Obviously, we've talked about this on the live show and, and how uh, we had not relative to you guys, but like Top Step Trader and, and others um, who have come on the show and talked about, uh, and even to a lesser extent, Tasty Trade, um, who are doing things differently in the educational space and creating opportunity. Top Step has done kind of a gamification version with Blue Chip, and, and you guys have sort of a, a more of a social younger swing on like how to learn how to do this. It's kind of like the, the code verse for, for trading, if you will. Um, and then obviously Tasty Trade teaching adults like that you should know more and it's information's not the enemy. Um, so like I, I love this, and one of the big ca- takeaways that – I hope people using Rapunzel have, and, and those of you not using, you should check it out. Check out Rapunzel um, Investments and, and see if you can learn. I challenge you to try to learn something. Um, the, the part that I think is interesting for younger people versus older, I think the, the older demographic and, and generations have always been told what to invest in. And the why is always like, well, long term, you know, it's great fundamentals. And it's like you're stealing lines from uh, from trading places like great, you know, good, good, solid portfolio. Um, but, but I think that they, like, this is, I don't mean to be calling people out because there's plenty of business people out there are very smart who've invested this way. And they, you know, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just, but I am, um, they don't know how the sausage is made. They don't, they don't get involved in it. They worked at a desk. They don't know. So like they're, they, it's not that they, it's like anything, right? You get, you're afraid of being wrong. And so like when they, they never knew anything and they never were responsible to know for anything. So like you have a conversation with why they pick companies because because someone said so they don't know the younger demographic unlike anyone else and any other demographic or, or generation in, in our history 
is involved from day one. Like they are the user base. They are the Instagram content provider. They're the ones who who know what's going on. They're the ones who, who give feedback. Right. But the thing that's actually really scary, though, is that people who are saying why aren't necessarily then engaging with financial markets. Yes. And so, that's so this is you... the great disconnect that you guys are solving, which is interesting, is that they, they, they always have an opinion, like, I know why, but they don't know how. They don't right. know what it actually does. Exactly. And you have like, People before were saying, okay, they'll contribute to their 401k and they'll kind of go with a fund. Now people are saying, why? And then they're not contributing any money. And it's kind of, that's one of the bigger problems that we're trying to solve is that you really have to provide, like, if you're going to say no to the traditional options and you want to invest your portfolio independently or look at kind of socially conscious investing, you have to understand the basics of it first. Um, And that's really what we're trying to get at. So we've kind of created more like socially conscious features where you're able to explore industry, like companies by industry, but yep. also kind of by uh, female CEOs or kind of those types of um, kind of intangibles that companies have that a lot of millennials are looking for with investing. So I think, and we're going to play a little game here that John doesn't even know about, so he's going to have to come back on for no reason. Um, but, uh, you know, the main thing for me in this is like, I think there's a, I'm going to use the same word in a sentence twice, which is not usually a good idea. I think there's a great opportunity for a younger, any generation, but particularly the younger generation, because they they have so much life ahead of them to live. Um, But they have an opportunity because they know what the opportunities that other companies have are. And if, if that doesn't make sense, what I'm trying to say is, like for me, I look at Snapchat, right? Right. Now, I did not buy Snapchat at $24. So I naturally would be pissed as hell if I did and would not be saying this, but I didn't. So Snapchat comes out at 24 or whatever it spiked up to. It's down to like, I don't know what it's trading at right now, but it was like six bucks and change. It's down to like five and it's change. It's rough. Yeah, it's rough. a tough time. Now, I went and bought a bunch of Snapchat at five because like honestly between one and five, like what's, <laughs> what's the difference? Five dollars. I looked at it and go, you know what? They are potentially, if they forget about the, the user face, if Evan figures out that they're a great content delivery platform and Disney wants to buy it instead of the stupid Disney Plus shit, or right. Netflix wants to buy it as a, as a, a mobile uh, medium for a different way of content because we know younger people like to consume in one and three minute increments, that's a buy. Right, exactly. So I, I know there's an opportunity out there and I know the price looks right and I know the only ways I would make my money back are that there was a stock repurchase or that there was a leaking of something coming and the stock price shoots up to 14 bucks and then it's bought. That's how I'm going to make my money, but I know the op- so I know there's an opportunity to make money and I know how to do it. Rapunzel does brings that into into focus for people. I think that a lot of younger people don't understand that, but but they should. Right. Well, and a lot of people don't even understand kind of the interconnectedness of companies owning companies and kind of the idea of Snapchat kind of being bought in acquisition. And so we're really trying to show users the different pathways that they could be making money in these deals as well. It's not just kind of your stock's going to yep. grow, but kind of giving like more interesting trading strategies like that, where you're kind of being opportunistic. And so we emphasize a lot when companies are kind of going down either because there's a lot of selling that day, but or if there's just kind of noise in the market where there's kind of bad news, but it doesn't seem to impact a company long term, that you really want to buy into that. And kind of that's where you need to really be having trading on your phone because you need to be checking every day when the news keeps, when the news comes out, you kind of need to know what's happening because you need to have your portfolio adapt 
right right then. This is the perfect segue into a, a segment that we haven't done yet in the show, but we're going to do it starting now. And it's I, I'm going to call it a different name every time, but it's essentially, uh, you know, you say hodler, I say holder, you say, you know, hodl, I, whatever. Uh, and I know it's a reference to cu- cryptocurrency, but I think that that's the kind of word that ends up just making it into the, like, the Webster's Dictionary for, for people of a certain gen- demographic or certain generation. So what I want to do is I'm bringing – John is usually the one who in- initiates these little segments in the show, but I'm bringing him in because I'm not shitting on you, but I'm going to take oh. – I'm just going to say, as a person who I think is a perfect demographic of someone oh, who can boy. learn more about markets, who is someone who, like, is going to – you know, you're close. You're an idiot, right? You could learn no, more about I don't mean- Maybe. No, I don't mean it like that, well, but here's, here's, here's why I say this. Yeah. As a gamer, and I and I only say this because I think gamers are are like the first adopters to cryptocurrency. I just think that there's a natural right. inclination because they've always played in sort of digital coin. Um, you know a little bit about that and have general idea about cryptocurrency stuff. Yes. Um, and and I also think that you're close to the startups now because you work with Technori and you have a chance to see this. So you see like the opportunity of investing in an early mm-hmm, stage company. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to project here. I got a feeling you don't know shit about stocks. Stocks themselves? No, I still don't know what a bull market is versus a bear market. There you go. So right, so oh, I call. I, so I, I <laughs> you hit buy, this pretty. Buy, I hit this pretty good. Bull is uh, bullshit. I'm not even yeah. gonna. It's really yeah. buy low, guess. sell high. That's yeah. what you gotta buy think low, about. You got the, yeah, you can, yeah, if you're confused, you've got <laughs> the guy in, to ask him. Ask your questions. <laughs> oh, what do you gosh. got? Ask. What, what do you want to know? Um, Put me what is a bull seat here? A blockchain? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Really? Oh, we'll get to the, no. I just meant <laughs> like if you don't know what the bull and bear is, why don't you just oh, ask? Oh well, he just told me buy low, sell high. That's bull. What's a bear then? Buy high, sell low. There we go. Boom. Simple See, stuff. Simple. simple math. All right. So here's the reason that I brought you on. I'm going to okay. quiz individually, okay. right? Oh, so I'm going to start with no. <laughs> right. I'm going to start with you, and I'll and I've got my. I should have Rapunzel up, but I have Robin Hood up right now, so I apologize. Oh, that's okay. Uh, but I'm going to read you sort of the stock prices and tell and just in general like i don't know if you've looked at it today stocks were absolutely bottoming out yesterday now a lot of the tech companies i haven't looked at the overall market i don't know where dow's at right now but uh the 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 ones that i'm holding on to and most of the tech ones seem to be on the up and up today so if if i could say uh buy sell hold what are right now the top buying like for you what would you say as a top buyer top hold top sell no pressure. Oh boy. There's no wrong answer. I mean, like I can give you I'll give you an example. So like like Apple for me is a never sell. It's right. a hold if you're I don't know why you'd be buying now because it's whatever, but but like to me, I bought five Apple shares today because I saw that yesterday they had dropped down below one ninety one. I was like, Oh, more than likely they rest at like around one ninety eight a share. So like that's a quick slide of five points. Like, why not take it? Right. So, like, the Apple right now is back down to 193, so that sucks. But uh, you look at, like, Spot, uh, Spotify, Facebook's at 142, Grubhub is moving up, Echo Logistics locally is moving up. Like, what are companies that you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I mean, Grubhub's awesome. I mean, I think that they're kind of crushing it. I mean, being at a tech company, we eat it multiple times yeah. every day. Um, and another Chicago company. doesn't hurt. <laughs> exactly. Um, Currently trading at 86 bucks and 71 cents a share. Exactly. And it's kind of, I mean, you see them as, yeah, they're competing against Uber Eats, um, which I think is kind of a huge impediment. But at the end of the day, there's space for multiple kind yes. of delivery services for sure. So we're going to go, are we saying buy on that one? Or are you I saying, think we're giving a buy there. Okay. You're going to buy that at 86 bucks. I think I'd give a sell to Tesla. Um, I sold Tesla. I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah, just... Just out of the kind of looking at its market cap being equivalent to kind of a GM, it's just they're not producing the cars. And while 
there's a huge kind of opportunity and it's always kind of a good problem to have, I guess, yep. to not be able to meet a need. And this point, it's kind of like expectations have run away. I, um, I, I think you're right. I think short of, opinion. so like from my standpoint, um, it's literally a third, a third, a third. It's buy, hold, sell, depending on who you ask. Depends on where you got in. Right. So like for me, I looked at when 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 Elon was smoking pot and his on Joe Rogan and his brothers running around with a fucking cowboy hat on. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't look good, folks. And so I waited until he dropped down to like three oh nine. I right. bought a ton of Tesla. He's at three forty. I sold at three forty one. They're at three forty right now. I don't know how much higher. What's their fifty two? They fifty two. They were at three eighty seven. I don't think that's going to happen again. They just reported that they sold a ton of of Model Three. Which is great. Stock popped. I don't know. It didn't pop any higher than three forty. Right. No. Exactly. And that's where it's like. It's actually funny when you said. Um. So about where you got in. Uh. The first stock that I ever bought, and one of my partners as well. Um. We both bought Tesla, and we got in at like eighteen. So that's where because we Are you read, still there. Uh, we got out at like two sixty or something. Oh, two seventy. You left a hundred bucks on the table. I know. We got, but we were really content with that. But we read. Well, how could you not be exactly? Yeah. And it was all from like reading one Bloomberg article, and it was about Elon Musk, and it was like he threw all of his money from PayPal into it, and it was like that was kind of the same young kid intuition yeah. that it was like, well, if he's going all in, and this idea of kind of pricing more expensive electric cars to then pay for the cheaper cars and the R&D. I mean, it just made sense to us. But I, I totally agree. I think but it doesn't uh, make sense at 340. 340 to buy is no good. Uh, you know, and to kind of wrap up on the on the stock market side of this thing, I, I look at it and I just think, you know, similar to our conversation, like you've got to understand what the opportunities are out there. They impact you know, the real world impacts the, the business of these, uh, like the, how much money these companies are making. And you look at some of them, like they could always buy back shares. There's like a lot of movement. And I think holding a position in a company, even if it's a few shares, is worth it. Right. Because it gives you an idea of how businesses run. Well, and you can't really read the news intelligently without understanding how the stock market works. Because yeah. all of the key, well, that's for sure, yeah. like all of the key actors that are influencing the news are kind of driving the stock market as well and thinking about it when they make their actions. Totally agree. Okay, I'm moving over to John on this one and feel free to chime in anytime here. <laughs> We're going to go over to cryptocurrency a little okay. bit because uh, Bitcoin is at 6,200. Uh, I think when I got in originally, I was at like, it was at like 4,000. I sold at like 12,000 and change. Yeah. Um, you know, so you missed that big 18K. I didn't get, I mean, I sold it right before it went all the way up and then it came crashing down and I was yeah. out there, but like, I was happy with that. Uh, Ethereum 204, you know, a couple of the stocks, you got XRP 0. 0.51, uh, 51 cents. So where are you at on crypto? What are the things that you would, you would buy right now or you have bought and what are things that you'd sell? Why? Well, the crypto market's looking pretty bad right now for people. No one wants to buy. Everyone's hodling because uh, if you are in the Ethereum market, then you know that you have a long time to wait. So everyone who's like has an Ethereum stock, they're all like hodling, hodling, whatever. Yeah. So uh, I would say... Uh, if you really want to, I still have faith in Ethereum. In like three years, I'll be thankful. But right now, I'm kind of in the red. Uh, I bought a lot of stock. Maybe put four hundred dollars in total. Like as the prices went up and down, I went bought when it was like a hundred dollars, and I bought when it was like three hundred dollars. Yeah. But I'm, I'm I've lost money on that. So buy Ethereum if you have a confidence in blockchain. because yeah. the blockchain is going to explode. There, uh, there's going to be a year where people realize, okay, now this is going to become part of the national currency. Uh, like all over the world, so uh, I guess Ethereum. That, yeah, I mean, that's super low got right the now. clearest path to kind of working with financial institutions, yes. which is like yeah. where the value is really going to be derived. And it's funny to me on that because you look at the listeners and the audience, people who talk about cryptocurrency, and the majority. Now, granted, Facebook is like a you know vacuum from hell, 
Uh, so like what they say doesn't necessarily matter. But the most of the conversations around how it decentralizes and it's totally whatever. And yet, like in order mm-hmm. to be successful, you've got to work with the banks. <laughs> it's right, like, exactly. yeah, how valid is like that changes the conversation. So I look at that and I totally agree with you on the Ethereum. What I like about it is. Uh, I, and we talked to a, a kid uh, who's running a campaign on Republic where you can actually invest in them. But like the the idea that you can build different use cases on top of the, the technology, that to me makes more sense. Yeah. Bitcoin for um, not to cut you off, but yeah. I'm cutting you off for Ethereum about like half a year ago. Uh, just when it was starting to get hot and everyone was buying it, they used Ethereum to sell and buy cat cards online. I don't know if you heard about this. Yes. But like It was literally just cards of cats online that people would buy using the ethereum blockchain no better way to legitimize it went up to like five hundred dollars everyone was like selling ethereum selling ethereum at like 500 which i i really wish i had but i also don't because i still got my money so when it hits like you know ten thousand in two years i'll be swimming in it (laughs) but yeah like cat cards so if you can buy and sell cards of cats online using blockchain what the hell can't you buy and sell online that's what's exciting about it yeah no i it (laughs) it makes it easier to to do it's like a collectible thing people like kids in schools were like using their dad's block i also i also think the other cool part about the crypto thing is that it did in my opinion clear the way for more business on the markets uh and on you know from our standpoint we like we talk about equity crowdfunding all the time i i think if if i were to turn this around to me on this question i'm looking at it going first if you don't have any money to piss down the drain like probably not a good thing to do right now you just right. sit tight Absolutely. uh you've got it like i look at it for me i i have looked at my finances i have my debt that i pay on i've got you know my savings which i set aside to save so that my wife doesn't divorce me because i can't get a house <laughs> and and then i set aside like 10% or 5% depends on you know where i'm at depends on where you are uh, of money that I want to play with. And so I download the Coinbase app, I download the Robinhood app or you know Binance on your computer, and then I, I use obviously technology startup startup companies, private companies that I could invest in. And I, I look for uh, startups like the one we had on just earlier was uh, Party Slate. If Party Slate ran an equity crowdfunding campaign and enabled me to buy up, you know, a, a small part of her five percent of the company, I would I would like to throw a couple thousand bucks in there, a few thousand bucks in a portfolio of companies on Robinhood, and I buy up like a thousand a thousand bucks on some cryptos that I think are are legit. The last thing I want to leave, and then we gotta we gotta jump off the show, is. Uh, why do I have the money in these random individual things rather than giving it to a portfolio manager? And the answer is in this day and time where information travels so damn fast, you've got to get in and out liquidity wise. You've got to be able to switch in and out of stuff. Cryptocurrency is a great place to put money if you're willing to watch and move your money in and out between the stocks that are popping. It's great on Robinhood because I can take a stock and put in Apple today and jump out tomorrow and make a quick couple points. It's, it's a, it's day trading with not quite the danger right. to it, right? Right. Yeah, especially, I mean, if that's how you're kind of... the What we're trying to teach students, though, is that kind of you keep that 5% to play around yeah. with, but there's also the idea of just continuously putting money into the markets, well, that, especially when you're... But, but that's like a to, different... But like the idea is just to know uh, know your options. Exactly. Know, the, know how to, to work. This field literally may or may not you know make your life. Like right. you might go that's literally what's exciting broke, about it. Like right? I want to be three years from now looking back at this conversation and being like, good thing I stayed in Ethereum. Yeah, or just, you know, sorry, bro. Maybe I need to get some now <laughs> or like, follow yeah. your lead. Yeah, there you go. It's a $200 Well, it's a 205 now. Yeah, you might as well. See, that's how you create a bear market. You start getting people a to bear start market. I there you go. See? 
Look at the things that he's learned here. It's just (laughs) incredible what what these people learn when they come on my show, right? (laughs) Um, Okay, so where do people go to learn more about uh, Rapunzel and and all that good stuff? Yeah, so they can either download it from the App Store or Google Play, just Rapunzel without the E. Otherwise, you get a lot of princess games. Um, Or if they want to go online, uh, RapunzelInvestments.com. Very cool. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Thank thanks you so much, Brian, for coming in. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Absolutely. You can catch this episode and more at technory.com. Download this podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And, of course, stay connected. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Technory or follow me at Katoon. Boom. That's a wrap.